Award winner Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Yeah, that was, I felt the same way in 99 when we took over that we could go to a bowl game, get, you know, 8, 10, 12 extra practices. You know, it's kind of like spring ball. A uh, good number of times I would take you guys, you seniors, out. As you, you may remember, I'd take you guys out for half, three quarters of the practice and just practice like it was spring ball. You know, who we had coming back and let the young guys get more snaps, more more looks, get more, you know, just get more seasoned in what we're doing. And big difference. And I, I felt that was a big deal for us in 99 going to the Independence Bowl and you know, having those extra practices, I, I really believe, helped us and led us into the 2000 year where we where we ended up winning it all. Rush is back. Final hour. Teddy Lehman here. Tyler McComas back in studio, hanging out at the Carl Stone here in Norman. There's Coach Stoops talking about the bowl game, bowl practices, how important that's going to be. Um, you know, you just talked about uh, um, Rame out with an injury. So uh, there's going to be young guys, young offensive linemen that are going to have opportunity to, to rotate in. Like, I think we're in a good position for some of those young guys, the Jakes. Um, You've been here about them for a know, while, for sure. Yeah, um, you know, and, and there was there was a lot of uh, good interest in those guys, some intrigue early on about them and, Got a little bit of time playing out there. Um, so those guys are going to have to come along, and they may get some opportunity here, definitely through bowl practice, to step up and get some more reps. And like, Savion Bird is a guy that's, you know, we've heard good things about him. Time to come along. And, you know, there's some other guys in there. But uh, th- that bowl prep is, is going to be critical. As Coach said, it's like an extra spring. 10, 12 practices, um, plus it's fun. You know, you get to get to develop some, some team chemistry because everyone's gone from campus. It's just the football team around, and those guys, uh, you really get to, to become tight with one another and, and you know, take a bowl trip. Depending on where it's going to be, uh, may not be a highly desirable area with a bunch of tourism going on. So, Houston. Uh, uh, maybe some more uh, team bonding going on during the bowl trip. So yeah. I guess Bob answered my question. Um, I, it, 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 do you get more reps for a young guy? And they'll, they'll want to win whatever bowl game that they go to. I understand that. But my question was going to be, you know, they're not playing for a championship this time around. So are you more apt to put young guys in practice for, you know, developmental reasons than you would your upperclassmen if you're not playing a championship. But he just said there, like when you guys were in bowl practices, which, I mean, you were basically in a big bowl game the entire time, he would hold you at a half to 75% of the practice and let those young guys get in there. So it sounds like regardless well, of what bowl game you're in, you're more apt to just throw them in there, let them develop Here's typic- Here's typically how it works. So we're going to play a game Saturday, and then – 
you know, you'll. I don't know when you find out the Bulls. Is that that's all going to be after championship week? That'll right? be the Sunday after the conference championship games. Yeah, so a week from Sunday, I guess, is when you'll figure that out. So I don't know what the rule is on on what they can do or and can't do. My guess is they'll have a week off, and then once the the bowl is announced, you know, you'll have a big majority of your practices will be in Norman, not on location. So while you're in Norman, like your first couple of practices, while some of the guys that have played a big chunk of reps throughout the season, that's where the young guys will get a heavy portion of the reps. Uh, And you rest some of the upperclassmen and the guys that have played a lot, let them get their legs back a little bit, the younger guys do a, a bigger workload in practice, um, even scrimmage some, like some full-on scrimmage stuff. And then as you get closer to the actual game, the the guys that are the starters will transition back into kind of a more normal practice schedule where they're taking all the reps. Yeah. Well, I, I just hope that there is a level of opponent that's desirable, you know, not the – SMU and the first responder bowl. Like I would, uh, I'd, I'd kill for a Mississippi State right now, and I can't believe I'm saying that. I hope you play Mississippi State in the bowl game to keep everyone's interest up. But I, I kind of think that that's where it's at right now. And what, I, Mississippi State and Arkansas, maybe. Yeah, that, those are the latest bowl projections. Um, ESPN had they had two different guys: OU Arkansas in the Texas, OU Mississippi State in the Texas Bowl. CBS had OU Mississippi State in the Texas Bowl. And I asked on our Twitter page yesterday, you know, which bowl game or which bowl game, which matchup would you like the most? There's some interesting ones. Jeremy says, OU Arkansas in the Texas Bowl. Fan base will like it. Most importantly, recruiting base in Texas. Uh, This one says, OU Arkansas. Uh, This one says, Arkansas. Larry says, anyone but Arkansas. Matt says, give me OU Arkansas in any bowl. So it feels like there's about 80% of these responses saying, Let's go ahead and play Arkansas in the in the Texas Bowl, which yeah. I would be down for. I think that um, an OU Arkansas Texas Bowl could be likely, but I think an OU Arkansas Liberty Bowl could be very likely as well. Which there's a big difference in both of those sites. If it's OU Arkansas and Memphis, Arkansas is going to have about eighty percent of the crowd there, if not more. OU Arkansas in Houston, it's going to be a little bit of a different story. Yeah. Um, I guess, oh man, if I have to pick between those two, maybe I would say Viva La Liberté. Give me the Liberty Bowl. Oh, I would definitely take the Liberty Bowl over, uh, over Houston. Memphis over Houston. Yeah. I mean, I'm guessing that the, uh, the temperatures on the day, on those days are going to be a little bit different, but yeah, I'll go to the Liberty Bowl over the Texas Bowl for sure. Yeah. Even if it's against Arkansas and they have the crowd, who cares? Yeah, who cares? I don't I don't imagine regardless of where it is that there'll be a huge I guess I could be wrong. What do you think about OU fans going to either either one of those sites for the bowl well, game? Do you think I, there'll be a decent Houston, amount? Houston, there's a good alumni in that area, of course, so that would help. Um there's not as much alumni around the Memphis area, but I don't know. Like Memphis is a fun town. I, I think I, I I don't 
like I don't think that there would be 20,000 fans that would go to Memphis or anything. It would be nothing like the Alamo Bowl last year when fans were just a ton of them were going down there. They, they, they would have a decent turnout, though, just because it's a – not saying the Liberty Bowl is a great bowl, but I don't think it's a bowl game that you've played in a long time, maybe ever. There's, there's, right. there's somewhat of a draw there, especially if you play an SEC team, which you will. Right. All right. Um, Text line saying, "Well, I'm seeing some OU South Carolina in Memphis. I'm sure that you are, but what the SEC well, has done with their bowl games, and it's actually pretty smart, and it's still tiered to an extent. Like the Sugar Bowl is still tiered because it's a New Year's Six bowl game." But what the SEC has started to do is it's not as tiered as it once was, and they kind of sort out their bowl teams based on the destinations because they want to get teams close to a city to where they think that they're going to sell a lot of tickets, which makes sense. So South Carolina may have a record that would normally say that they're going to go to the Liberty Bowl, but they would try to get South Carolina to a closer destination than Memphis to get a whole lot of their fans at that site because, you know, a lot yeah. tougher trip for them to go all the way to Memphis. Well, that's true, but I will say this. The other thing they like to do in, in bowl games is storylines. There's a storyline there. And – they would definitely like the storyline of Rattler playing Oklahoma. Oh, right? there's, there's no doubt about that, for sure. So that's I mean, also something to think it's about. It's not the storyline of uh, OU facing off against Caleb Williams, but OU facing off against Spencer Rattler is still pretty tasty. Yep. And I wonder how OU fans would feel about I mean, they, they would want to destroy him, I know that, but... I wonder if there would be a lot of nerves facing off against him in a bowl game. I mean, he hasn't had a great year, and I don't think that they're necessarily scared of him. It's more of, oh, God, don't let us lose to Spencer Rattler. That would be embarrassing. Right. Yeah. Well, and and I, I would understand that. But, you know, I, that's the one thing I, I do say, though, is if it comes to storylines, they would probably like that storyline. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens um, while we're talking about it. If we play Arkansas, I was just looking at this. We talked about it a little bit um, off air. Uh, the Butkus Award finalists have been announced, and Arkansas's Drew Sanders mm, that hurts. is a finalist, former Oklahoma commit, uh, decommitted, went to Alabama, then transferred from Alabama to Arkansas and thought that you might get him uh, that time around, or at least there was a. It felt like there was a potential of that. Yeah, and when, when he goes to he, Arkansas instead. Did he transfer before the twenty one season? I think this is his first year at Arkansas. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm pretty. Yeah. I feel pretty good about that. It's his first year there. He's had um, a hell of a year. Hell of a year. Big kid, six five, two hundred thirty some pounds. He's playing really well. Which uh, I thought this was interesting, Tyler Butkus finalist. There are, um, what, four finalists. Um, actually, five finalists. Drew Sanders was a five-star. And then there's uh, a four-star kid that's at Georgia. But the other three guys, two, two stars, and one three-star. Interesting. Who are the two two stars and the three-star? 
Uh, Washington State, uh, Dayon Henley. Uh, he's a two-star since in uh, – he's at Washington State. He, I think he transferred from Nevada. And then Cincinnati, uh, Cincinnati's uh, Ivan Pace Jr. is a two-star. And the three-star is Jack Campbell at Iowa. That's fascinating. Huh. Yep. So do you want to go recruit more two-stars then? Nope. I'm well, just saying. let's look through the list here. You got Teddy Lehman. Hell, he was a oh, two-star coming out of nowhere, Oklahoma. Nope. I'm just saying that um, you can still make great players out of, you know, not four- and five-star guys. And I just thought that that was interesting, not, not to make any grand point of it. I just I, – rarely do you see a two-star – I it's – it seems pretty rare. Almost any time uh, a guy ends up at a at a, a a decently known school, you feel like they're given almost a sympathy three star just because, well, right? I, uh, <laughs> I I thought it was a weird college football season until I saw a linebacker from uh, Washington State being a semifinalist or a finalist for the Buckus Award. Yeah, it's really throwing it out of whack. No, that's good. I, I think that guy from Iowa may be the favorite. Jack Campbell, is that his Jack name? Campbell. That's what he said? Yeah, yeah, perhaps. Yeah, he's had a really and good year. There's a, you know, they also have the high school um, Butkus Award. and Lewis Carter was on that one. Oh, you commit. Yeah, he, he didn't make the finalist. Tackett Curtis is on there, Anthony Hill. Um, but there's another, there's a kid, another Iowa commit, three-star kid, Ben Cooter out of um, Iowa City. It's a rough one. Yeah. Good thing maybe he's I good at football. It wrong. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> I hope maybe you pronounced did. it wrong. Cuter, K U E T E R. Of course, that's how you pronounce it, regardless <laughs> if that's right or not. That's great. Um, good stuff. Okay, BV coached South Carolina rival Rattler and Coach Beamer were both at OU. There is multiple storylines for that. That's true. Uh, let's see. Yep. The storyline is it just about attendance? Got to get those TV ratings to sell commercials. Yes. Yep. Uh, I'd rather lose to Spencer Rattler than Caleb Williams. I think most people uh, would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Rattler this year, Carl's Jr. next year in the playoffs where OU gets its first playoff win with a defensive performance that a roided-up boss would be proud of and an offense that Riley is envious of. <laughs> Greg from Lawton. That's a year-two jump, Greg. Don't hate it. Yeah, that's um... – that's interesting. All right. Well, I guess let's hit a quick break here. You got more text to get to? I mean, yeah, let me hit a couple right here. Jimmy okay. and Duncan says, when was the last time the top four prospects in Oklahoma didn't stay in state to play? Crazy. Talking about by Job going to Michigan State, Cole Adams going to um, Alabama, and I guess the two Tulsa kids. You're, you're looking at the rivals rankings. Um to which that does serve your point that yeah. all top four kids are going out of state. But I think 24-7, Jacoby Johnson's number one, I want to say. And he's staying yeah. in state. I'm just telling you, I, just telling you, those rate, do not look at those rankings. <laughs> Wait, uh, like, you don't think that, you think Jacoby Johnson's better than those kids? Yeah. Yeah, I, I do too. He's really yeah. good. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't. Hey, I I don't want to make any more of a of a comment about because listen, it's hard to know who's going to be what at this age, 
Um, it really is. So you just never know. I, I, I have, I have no worries about any of the the top guys that aren't coming to Oklahoma because they all stink. That's what you. That's what. Tim no, said. the uh, the the big tight end for Bigsby's pretty good player. Yeah, he is. I, I, I think I think he's good. I, I and OU could use a tight end in this class. Ugh, too bad that one didn't work out. They're gonna have to go. Yeah. They're gonna be portal bound for a tight end. One more, uh, Kenny from the four hundred five. Serious question. Why does the Palace not have a bowl game every year? I would go watch if every year, no matter who it is. What would the bowl game in Norman be called? Hmm. Uh, That is a... Well, it'd probably be sponsored like everything else in that place. It would be sponsored. It, I guess it would be the Kicking for Chicken Bowl. The Kicking for Chicken Bowl. Please welcome Central <laughs> Michigan and Nevada, December twenty second, eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Let's do it. I would also go to a bowl game if it was in Norman. TCU gets a bowl game. I think OU should get one as well. There you go. There you go. Uh, I, I'm looking at these. Um, these recruiting rankings for the the, the rankings for the state, it, there's only what uh, just four four star kids, that's five pretty, four star kids. That's pretty good for the state of Oklahoma. Five four Is stars, it really? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's 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 a pretty good year. And if you look okay. at some of those other kids ranked uh, below the four stars, there's some players uh, going out of state with some pretty good offers as well. Trey Miller, three stars going to North Carolina. Yep. Um, Jadon Foreman, Dell City's going to Oklahoma State. Uh, Will you please Eric say McCarty. it like Mike Gundy says, Oklahoma State, though? No, Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State. Um, McCarty, now, he's a three-star, but I've never seen him play, but people seem to dude. love that kid. He, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's going to be a nice – I don't think he's going to be a great player next year, but give that one time. I feel like that one's going to work out. Uh, yep. Stop Stop the votes, by the way. This one's been won. It's got to be the Sugars Bowl in Norman, says the text line. <laughs> Sugars Bowl. <laughs> It'll save for the finer things in life. And that's how the end zones will be painted. That'd be oh, great. my God. That is hilarious. The Sugars Bowl. <laughs> There's the out. Sugar Bowl and the Sugars Bowl. Which Not one is more confused. high profile? Yeah. Not to be confused. All right, quick timeout. More for the rush coming up. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. When the game is on the line, you need a team that you can count on. When injuries occur, you can count on the one team that knows sports medicine. Norman Regional's Ortho Central is your. Per- we got a great challenge now, finishing out the regular season, going out to, to Texas Tech. Uh, much improved Texas Tech team playing with a lot of confidence right now. And as we know, uh, Tech plays really well at home. And they've played well on the road, but they play really well uh, at home. So not an easy place to go out and play. They'll, they'll have the place packed out uh, for the Sooners. Uh, they'll do a tremendous job in the environment and the atmosphere. So you know, my challenge to the team is, you know, hopefully they're not satisfied uh, with with. Uh, winning a sixth game. And we got a lot of football still in front of us, opportunity to uh, really um, continue to create some momentum for us going into uh, postseason play. And, again, a great challenge. We're going to need to play well uh, this week. 
There's Brent Venables from his press conference earlier today talking about the Tech game on Saturday. 6.30 FS1, OU currently a two-point favorite for the game in Lubbock. We'll get back to what he said in the press conference uh, here in a few minutes. I just want to read some of these uh, bowl game ideas, if there was one played in Norman. Sure. We've got the Love's, uh, Love's Truck Stop Bowl. Uh, nice. We've got the Sooner Bowl, sponsored by Sooner Bowl. That would work out very nicely. <laughs> That's great. Uh, the medical marijuana bowl. There'd be a fight. Hey. There'd be a fight for that sponsorship. One on every single corner now in these parts. Wow. Yeah. There you go. Okay. My mom says the red dirt bowl. Uh. Yeah. But who's the sponsor? Max mm. Drive In. The Max Drive In Red Dirt Bowl. Uh. She like that idea. Classic 50s. Classic 50s. There you go. Piccolos for both teams. The K-Ref <laughs> Holiday Bowl. Hey, there you go. The Kickin' for Chicken Chili Chili Bowl. That's the best one. Kickin' for Chicken. The Sonic Footlong Coney Bowl. <laughs> the Footlong Bowl. Oh, man. Devon Energy Dust Bowl. The Prairie Dog. What, the Prairie Dog Bowl or just the Prairie Dog? Uh, just the prairie dog. That's it. A lot of dust bowls on here. Tornado bowls. Uh, guys, it's the calf fry red dirt bowl is what Peyton says. It's the sugars bowl. Whoever <laughs> the wants sugars to. sugars bowl is the best. It's, it's amazing. Yes. That's perfect. Perfect. Matter of fact, um, we should start marketing that. Put, put together a committee. Try and gather funds to, to put enough together to sponsor one. This, Jimmy Kimmel did it. I think we could, local uh, citizens around here could do it. This is actually a pretty good one, too. <laughs> the direct your attention to the south end zone bowl. <laughs> so good. Oh, man. That's so funny. Oh, you guys, Beautiful. I mean, we just might bring up an open-ended question. I don't know. And people just put such funny stuff on the text line. God, it's so good, man. Uh, direct your attention uh, to the South End Zone Bowl. That uh, is that is money. Um, Beautiful. The Sugars Bowl sponsored by Night Trips. All of Oklahoma is involved. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Palace beautiful. on the Prairie Bowl. Let me read uh, one more. Rock and Roller Tequila Bowl on the Plains, but not those Plains. <laughs> <laughs> I like the medical marijuana bowl. Uh, that's, but there would be a fight for who would sponsor that, Teddy. There's only about 100 in about a two-mile uh, radius in the metro area these days. Yeah. There, there has to be like a, uh, like a, an association, right? Like you know how, um, like for home builders, there's like these home builders associations where everyone pays their dues and everything, and they – you know, advocate for one another. There's got to be a medical marijuana association yeah. in in Oklahoma. And at the end of the first quarter, both teams just kind of hang out and eat sandwiches for about an hour and a half, and the game doesn't start till eleven thirty at night. <laughs> Please direct your attention to the South End Zone for snacks. Yeah, well, I, I wish I could do that, but with like a uh, high version of the PA guy. Wouldn't that be the best sound drop of all time? I don't even want to try it because I know I'd butcher it, <laughs> but it would be amazing. Please uh, direct your attention to the main stage for the Sugar <laughs> yeah, Bowl. Yeah, your halftime <laughs> entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, Pour some sugar on me. Blast blaring through the speakers (laughs) for the halftime entertainment. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, Brahms Chili Bowl, Southern Baptist Bowl, the Edna's Bowl, the Trader Bowl, Lincoln Lincoln Riley can play Brian Kelly in it. Yeah. The the Governor's (laughs) Son Bowl. Jay in Tulsa, that's a very relevant joke. That's very good. The Governor's Son Bowl. (laughs) It's pretty good. If you've been following the news, you'll get that one. If you haven't been, then that one's probably over Uh, your head. Oh, man, I love it. Can you imagine the gift bags for those bowl games? I cannot. uh, That's great. But I want, like, the – I want it to be, like, random every year. It's the seventh-place team in Conference USA against, like, the – Eighth place team of the Big Ten or something. You don't even have to have six wins. Oh, so Nebraska would be here every year for the bowl game? (laughs) (laughs) Nebraska in the medical marijuana bowl. God, they need that after their 20 years of suck. This is the bowl game that they need. No doubt. All right. Let's hit a quick timeout. Actually, I was just going to kind of revisit the press conference here a little bit. Okay. I think kind of the main highlight was talking about, you know, he doesn't love bowl opt-outs, which goes against everything that the national media these days stand for. And I think he's getting crushed by it by a few people out there. But those are people that didn't actually listen to the entire audio clip, I'm sure. Who does that nowadays, right? They just see the headline and take it for what it's worth and have their opinion on it. Like If you actually listen to the entire thing, like I think he's spot on about it. Like, why would a coach love opt-outs in the final game of the year? That's well, stupid to think second. otherwise. Who is – you said he's getting crushed. Well, By I, who? You, let me pull this up. It actually popped up on our Twitter page. Let me scroll down. Um, we got another uh, text on it on the text line by somebody else who was saying it. It's some guy from Bleacher Report um, – Brent Venables can't understand why 21-year-olds wouldn't want to risk costing themselves millions of dollars to spend their Christmas in Arizona playing in the guaranteed rate mortgage bowl. That's that's the take by someone nationally. Yeah, that's a Is Blazer Report still a thing? Um, I don't I don't I don't know. Apparently it is. I bet I didn't realize it. I would have had the huh. same question as you about an hour ago. Well, yeah, that's just I mean, that's a that's just like a headline grabber. I mean, everyone understands it. That doesn't mean that you have to necessarily like it or be a fan of it. I mean, would you would teams like it if a if a free agent uh in the NFL who, you know, is about to make a bunch of money in free agency pulled out of the playoffs because he didn't want to have a big injury and have it affect his, you know, his, his big free agency that's upcoming. I, I, it's, it's not that hard to grasp the concept that, you know, it's not a coach's favorite thing or a, a, a teammate's or a fan's favorite thing that players may skip out on the final game of the season. And I know it's not the playoffs, but I, it's the postseason of college football. 
That's just kind of what it is. I mean, and, and the point was he wants to create a, you know, build a program to where there's kind of accountability in that, yeah, I might be a high draft pick, but this is football, man. I play football, and I don't want to bail out on my team in the final game that we're all going to play together. Like, that was the overall point of what he said in the <laughs> two-minute video clip. That's the point, but people aren't going to take that time to – you know, actually watch it. Like, opt-outs are going to happen. I don't think Brent's naive. Of course he knows that opt-outs are going to happen throughout his coaching career. The main point is that he wants to build a foundation to where it's not all about me and, oh, this doesn't necessarily benefit me. Peace, I'm out of here. That was kind of the overall point that I got. Yeah. But whatever. Well, it, well, you have to be trying, like blatantly trying to like to not get that right you're being willfully ignorant and it's dumb so do you have the audio yeah but it's literally two minutes long i I guess we got time i can play it next segment if people want to hear it but um sorry text line this one says we were having a good time until you read something from a jack wagon idiot (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's on me i'm sorry yes i ruined our bowl game ideas with that with that guy yeah hey everyone understands i and i he, 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 there's the thing too of if you're going to be a first round draft pick like opting out of the sugars bowl in norman would make sense right mm. but if you're going to be a fifth round pick and you're opting out of like I don't know, a New Year's six that's not a playoff, like that's a little bit different. You know? That should be something that you want to go win with your team and have something to be proud of your efforts throughout the year. Sure. You know? Yeah. Like that's he didn't want so it to be a status. Like, like I, I think it's turned into a status thing. I, I really do. Not with everyone, right. but with a lot of guys, it's I'm going to opt out because it's status it's cool to do. And his point is like, I don't want to have a culture around here like that. That's crap. Right. Yep. Yep. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hour rolls on next here from the Carlstone Station. This tuned. is the Ref Sports Radio Network. The Landers Tire event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. You know, I've been working on that for the last 11-plus months, uh, those things that I, you know, said, uh, trying to, again, create a very connected place. And if you're connected, that'll be a much more difficult uh, decision. If it's a transactional uh, environment, I think it's a much easier uh, decision. What do you think? Well, yeah, I think that. Uh, makes uh, a ton of sense, right? And I don't think it's that difficult to grasp. Uh, I I think you've got to be a moron. Uh, yeah. Okay. I thought Not that you might use it. moron, so I just you know went ahead and filled it in for you. Well, here's the thing. Like, like I said earlier, there's there's a difference in opt outs, right? They're not all the same. The, the bowl games aren't all the same. Like, a certain player's standing isn't all the same. Like, 
I think a lot of guys could probably still benefit from playing well in a bowl game, especially if you're up against a decent opponent. Like if you're a if you're a tackle and you happen to be going up against a a solid defensive end, could probably serve you well to go perform really well in that bowl game. You know, if you're a if you're a corner and there's a really good receiver on the other side, it could serve you well. So I, I just I don't think all opt outs are exactly the same, and I to not be able to understand that a coach is trying to develop a, a, a culture where guys want to be there and want to be a part of it and want to finish a season and a task and accomplish something with their teammates. It's not that hard to understand. Yeah, no, I, I wholeheartedly agree with all that. And it, it would be hard for someone to understand if they've never been a part of anything meaningful. So the last 20 seconds were pretty, like, it got right to the point. It's like, I want to create an environment to where it's a lot harder for guys to just walk out the door, basically saying, and he's right, one, that's not transactional. Because if it's all just, you know, straight all about me, then, yeah, it's a lot easier just to sit out the bowl game and or even opt out in the middle of the year. That's even a trend now. Forget the bowl game. Um, you're seeing guys opt out in the middle of the season. Right. So they so they don't have to burn a year of eligibility. So I, I 100% what he's trying to get, what he's trying to get out there. So that was kind of the big quote of the day. He also talked about NIL and he said, you know, I, I, he was really kind of asked about you know how OU has been doing in terms of getting NIL ready for this recruiting class and beyond, and he says they've been doing a good job. But you know his stance is still the same. It's I mean they'll use it fine, but it it is not what they want to emphasize. Right, and that's good to hear. Yep, nope. I uh, I totally agree. So we'll see if that takes. Right. And, uh, and oh, for about uh, 45 seconds, he talked about Texas Tech this week. <laughs> it's starting to become a trend where um, he gets asked a lot of questions, but not very many questions about the upcoming opponents. It's kind of everything right. else surrounding the program. Uh, what did he say that one day? How about that? Or No, yeah, it was like, uh, no questions about West Virginia? <laughs> Got to be kidding me. Right. Something to yeah. that effect. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I actually think. I think Texas Tech has turned into a really, really solid football team. Um, playing good ball, Tyler Shuck, quarterback, um, finally healthy, has been beat up and injured pretty much his entire tenure there at, at Tech. So the um, fact that he's back and healthy and, and starting for them is not a good sign for us. No. Oh, Joey McGuire, their head coach, already called it. He already said that they're going to yeah. beat OU before the he year. Did. We're going to beat OU, and we're going to knock down that end zone right after. Yep, that's right. Uh, hopefully they don't. But I'd still like to be there and watch them knock down the end zone. Like That'd literally cool. as soon as the clock hits yeah. zero, if they were to knock it down, oh, that would be, cool. be sweet. Yeah. Or even play overtime where they mess up and accidentally knock it down at the end of the fourth. You play overtime in an empty end zone. Be sweet. Right. Yep. That would be good. Um, long as no one's out, clear everyone out of the end zone before. Well, there won't be. Their student, yeah, their students will be cleared out by then. Yeah. You don't have to worry about that. No, yeah, I am. A, I there. am genuinely fearful for this game on Saturday. <laughs> I'm serious, man. Like it's it, this is gonna be a tough football game. This yeah. this offense is gonna have to 
do some things that they haven't done since the Kansas game. I, I don't think that they have – what, they have over 600 yards against Kansas? Um, Is that I, right? I, yeah. I don't think that they're going to have to have over 600 yards, but they're going to have to have their best game since Kansas, I think, to win on, on Saturday. Yeah. Do you have an early week feel yet? Yeah, and it's not great. Oh, man. Yeah. Lay it on me. Let's hear it. I kind of feel in somewhere in the neighborhood of um, like 30, eh, like 30, 27 tech, somewhere in that range. I'm struggling with this one, man. I, I don't, I'm telling you, I don't feel good about it. You haven't picked OU to lose all season, have you? I, I, I picked him to lose to Texas. Yeah. Well, yeah. Huh. Okay. Are That's you fascinating. Are you different than me? Do you you is your early week feel that they're going to go out there and win? I uh, yeah, I think we'll win the football game. <laughs> okay, you picking them by fifteen like you have been here recently or seventeen? Uh, I would. I picked them to cover against State. Um, I don't know what's the spread. OU minus one and a half. Something OU like minus that. two is uh, the current number. Oh yeah, I think we'll cover. I think we win by a field goal. Okay. I that situation could happen, but I think you'll acknowledge that, like what I said earlier, this offense is going to have to um, significantly improve over the past two weeks. Significantly, I think, yeah, I think we win um, thirty-eight, thirty-five, and it's thirty-eight zero in, in the first quarter. <laughs> <laughs> we went 38 uh, You just got to hang on, which thank God yeah. they won on Saturday, man, because it, this this has been a tough year, and we've had to do some tough shows for some unhappy people, but if you would have blown a 28-point lead, first quarter lead, oh my gosh, I, I, don't, I don't know what would have happened. I don't know if you come back yeah. from that one. That would have been brutal, which I may, uh, I may vacation next week. Uh, I may go ahead and schedule it now and then just go ahead and pop back in if we if we win the game. But if not, just go ahead and go to Disney. No, I'd rather talk about a lost attack Seriously. than go to Disney World. Amen, man. OU wins in Lubbock 37-24. Uh, OT coin flip. Which end zone do you want to defend? Oh, uh, yeah, we'll take the one standing ref. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Sooner silence Toby, Mag- Toby McGuire. Sooner's 31, Tech 17. Yeah, yeah. I would say, like, if we wouldn't have been bowl eligible this year, we could have just, like, hosted our own Sugars Bowl uh, at OU. Yeah, an alumni game for sure, yes. Alumni game. Awesome. Would have sold (laughs) out. (laughs) All right, we got to end the timeout. Quick break, final segment here from the Carlstone coming up next. Stay with us. Football is here, and your home for the best Sooner coverage statewide is the ref. From the booth to the sidelines and beyond, our guys are there. The OU football talk you crave is right here on your home for Sooner fans, the Ref Radio Sports Network. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. The Landers Tire Event starts right now at Landers Auto Group. 
Buy four tires, get free lifetime tire rotations, a $100 Landers gift card, and more. Come in now for the Landers Tire Event at Landers Auto Group. See dealer for details. Ready to tackle the housing market? With over 40 floor plans to choose from, you can't lose with Home Creations. Give Holly a call at 405-364-9999 to get started on your new home search. Home Creations. Live like a champion today. Home Creations. Our friendly voices on the phone. At 364-9999. Home Creations. Hi, I'm Trevor Turner with RK Black. RK Black is the leading provider of copier, fax, printer, scanner, document management, and information technology solutions to small and medium-sized organizations in and around Oklahoma. When you think of a big league company, think RK Black. RK Black is the official provider of the Oklahoma City Thunder with Sharp. Let RK Black and Sharp become your official service provider for your office needs. Visit us online at rkblack.com or call 943-9800. Electric cooperatives don't just generate power, they generate ideas. At Oklahoma Electric Cooperative, we never stop thinking of ways to help everyone become more energy efficient. We invest our resources in technologies that build a brighter tomorrow for all Oklahomans, like our addition of Norman's first solar farm, the OEC Solar Garden. We pride ourselves in finding and creating solutions for today and tomorrow. Your trusted energy advisor, Oklahoma Electric Cooperative. Are you frustrated with rising insurance costs or confused about your insurance?